Hi y'all, this is Carrie D. Welcome to the Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. Join me every Thursday for some much needed encouragement, coffee, and conversation. It's my prayer that this podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Hey, if you're blessed each week by our podcast, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. Then share our podcast with some of your homeschooling friends who might need a little encouragement this week. You can also find me at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. Let's get started. Hey, Ventura, California, I'm coming to you. The beach is calling me. I'm going to be in Ventura, California on Saturday, October 15th. If you live in the Ventura County or you and your friends are in driving distance, join me for an all-day seminar, Just Breathe and Simplify Your Homeschooling. Now, during the morning session, I'm going to be sharing eight simple strategies that you can apply immediately to help you remove the chaos from your life and to simplify your home and your homeschooling while still focusing on what's truly important and having fun. The afternoon session is going to focus on how to use a less is more curriculum. I'm going to be sharing how to teach almost every subject, including math, in a simple and inexpensive way that educates the whole child using a Christ-centered, literature-based, interest-led family-style approach. Then, I always end with an open Q&A session. So, if you would like more information or you would like to register, go to my website, coffeewithcarry.org. If you would like for me to visit your area and host a Just Breathe and Simplify Your Homeschooling seminar, shoot me an email at coffeewithcarry.org and let's get it organized. Hey y'all, let's talk science today. You know, I get a lot of emails and direct messages about how to teach science in a way where it's fun and it doesn't break your pocketbook and in a way that just really whets your child's curiosity and in a way that keeps it God-centered and Christ-focused. I wanna share with you one of my favorite ways to do science. One of our favorite homeschooling years was the year that we focused on the days of creation. We spent a whole year digging deep into Genesis 1. It was literally our Bible and science curriculum for the year. We had so much fun that when my son was in kindergarten, we did it all over again, but this time we did it with friends. So in this week's episode, I want to share with you how you can explore the days of creation as a family or with a group of friends in a co-op. If you're a Sunday school teacher or a VBS director, you can even use the ideas in this episode for your Sunday school or VBS curriculum. Now, a few episodes ago, I talked about how to start your own co-op, that was episode 121, and how to start or join an adventure club. That was an interview I did with Cynthia Garcia. I think it was episode number 89. Exploring and learning with friends is really a great way to do science. Our family did our creation science studies in both ways. One year when my kiddos were really young, we learned about the days of creation and Genesis 1 as a family. When they were a little bit older, I used the ideas and adapted it so we could learn about the seven days of creation with our science backyard club. In a nutshell, Each month, you focus on a different day of creation. 
Read Genesis 1 and learn about the days of creation in chronological order while exploring the many, 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 many different science topics related to each day of creation. Now, of course, you can tweak this to fit your schedule and your yearly calendar, but this is how we did it. In September, we focused on day one. We read Genesis 1, verses 1 through 5. God said, let there be light, and there was light. So our science studies focused on light that month. In October, we focused on day two. We continued in Genesis 1 and read verses 6 through 8. And God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So our science activities focused on the Earth's atmosphere, our weather, and clouds. Now in November and December, we focused on day three. We moved on to Genesis 1, verses 9 through 13. And God said, Let the water under the sky be gathered in one place, and let dry ground appear. So in science, during November and December, we dug deep, literally, into geology and rocks, as well as into botany and plants. Now in January, we focused on day 4. We continued in Genesis 1 with verses 14 through 19. And God said, Let there be lights in the vaults of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. So in January, we learned about astronomy, the sun, moon, stars, and all things space. Now in February, we focused on the first half of day five. We read Genesis 1, verses 20 to 23, and God said, Let the waters teem with living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth in the open expanse of the sky. So in February, our science studies were about fish and whales and all things marine biology. Then in March, we focused on the second half of day five. So we spent the month learning about birds and flying animals and insects. Now in April, we focused on the first half of day six. We continue with Genesis 1, verses 24 through 31. We learned about land animals, and then in May, we focused on the second half of day six by learning about humans and human anatomy. This always brought us to our summer break, so we spent the last week of May or the first week of June focusing on Genesis 2, verses 1 through 3, and day 7, or the day of rest. When the kids were older, we also read the rest of Genesis 2 and talked about our stewardship of God's creation. The year we learned about the days of creation with friends, we met once a month and focused on the same days and science topics. The final month that we met was Genesis 2, verses 1 through 3, the day of rest. So we celebrated with a party as we rested from our schoolwork and thanked God for his handiwork. So what did we do each month as we were studying each day of creation? Well, when we did this many, many, many moons ago, there wasn't a curriculum or a unit study, so I had to piece it all together. But it wasn't as overwhelming as that sounds. First, let me give you an overview of what our science and Bible studies look like each week when we did it as a family, and then how we tweaked it when we learned it with our co-op. Then I'll share how I planned or organized the lessons and activities. Now, the first thing I did at the beginning of every month 
was I gathered a ton of picture books about the science topics that we were going to learn that month. I put them in our read aloud basket so I would remember to read a few each day, either during morning time, lunchtime, or bedtime. When we did Genesis 1 and the days of creation as a family, we only did our science once a week. This meant I really only needed four science activities or lessons to plan for, one for each week of the month. However, we did focus on Genesis 1, the Bible passage, every day during our daily devotions. During daily devotions, we would read the part of Genesis 1 or the day of creation we were learning about. On Monday, we would read the verse and we would talk about it. On Tuesday, we would copy the verse. On Wednesday, we would memorize the verse. Then on Thursday, we would sing a song or a hymn about the verse, or at least a song or hymn about God's creation. And then on Friday, I would try to do some kind of craft about the verse, but I'm not very crafty, so this didn't always happen. Then the next week, we did it all over again during our morning devotions. When the kids were younger, it was a great way for them to slowly learn and memorize all of Genesis 1. When the kids were older, I would use a different Bible verse the next week that related to Genesis 1 or the day of creation that we were studying. So this is what September morning devotions might have looked and sound like for day one, Let There Be Light. On Monday, we read and we talked about Genesis 1 verses 1 through 5. Then on Tuesday, the kids would use Genesis 1 verses 1 through 5 for their copywork. On Wednesday, we would recite and practice memorizing Genesis 1, 1 through 5. On Thursday, we would sing a song like This Little Light of Mine, since we were focusing on light. Then on Friday, we would do an arts and crafts project about light, or about day one. The following week, we would do the same thing except the arts and crafts project would be a little different. So during the month of September, we would read straight from God's word, Genesis 1, or use a concordance to find other verses about light to read, discuss, copy, and memorize. Now, if you want or need a formal devotional, use Louis Giglio's books, Indescribable 100 Devotions for Kids About God and Science, and his other book, The Wonder of Creation, A Hundred More Devotions About God and Science. Then once a week, we would do a science activity and plan a meal or a snack that was related to the day of creation. So for example, in September, we focused on day one, so I planned four different science activities that had to do with light. There's so much to pick from, but I usually narrowed it down to, to this. Week one, we did some experiments or activities on light in general. Then in week two, we focused on shadows and did some fun activities. Then week three, our science activity had to do with reflections and refractions. And then week four, we did some fun experiments with color and prisms. Now in October, we focused on day two. So I planned four different science activities one for each week in October, that had to do with the Earth's atmosphere. Again, there's so much to pick from, but here's what I usually did. On week one, we did an experiment or an activity about the Earth's atmosphere and air pressure. 
Week two, we did some experiments with wind. Week three, we did some activities with clouds and the water cycle. And then week four, we did some fun experiments with weather. In November and December, I focused on day three, since there are so many holidays during this time of the year. I only planned four activities so that during the month of November and December, I could do at least four science activities about geology and plants. So week one, we would do some fun experiments that had to do with rocks and minerals. Week two, we would do some activities that had to do with land, soil, and dirt. Week three, we would do some fun experiments with seeds, plants, and flowers. And then week four, we would focus and do some fun activities with trees. Now in January, we shifted our science attention to day four and astronomy. Remember, I only did science once a week, so I only planned for four science activities or experiments. Week one, we learned about the sun. Week two, we focused on the moon. Week three, we did experiments with the solar system and planets. And week four, we did some activities with stars, stargazing, and constellations. Now in February, we focused on the first half of day five. So week one, we did experiments uh, with seashells, mollusks like clams, oysters, and octopus, and all that live in the tide pools. Week two, we did some fun dissections with fish, Week three, we did some fun activities and dissections with sharks. And then week four, we focused on marine mammals like whales and manatees. Now in March, we finished day five and focused on flying animals. So week one, we learned about insects and did some fun observations. Week two, we did some activities that had to do with bats. Week three, we focused on birds in general. And then week four, we did lots of fun experiments with birds of prey. In April, we focused on the first half of day six. This was the hardest to narrow down, so sometimes we did science more than once a week if we had time, but in general, this is what we learned about each week. Week one, we did some fun worm experiments. Week two, we learned about amphibians and did some fun activities. Week three, we learned about reptiles and tried to do some fun activities with them. And week four, we learned about mammals and did some fun experiments there too. I always tried to choose animals that my kids were interested in. It was one way to help me narrow it down. Then in May, we finished up day six and learned all about males, females, and the human anatomy. So week one, we did some really fun activities with the nervous system. We learned about the brain and our five senses. Week two, we did some experiments on our heart and our breathing and learned about the circulatory and the respiratory systems. Then week three, we did some fun activities to learn about our skeletal and our muscular systems. And then week four, we ended it with some really disgusting experiments that had to do with our digestive and excretory system. We usually did our science on a Thursday or a Friday. Now, since we usually only did formal science lessons once a week, our science time consisted of a science activity or experiment, then reading aloud from a picture book or two, and then eating a fun-themed food or snack. Of course, our favorite themed snack was cookie crumb dirt with chocolate pudding when we learned about day three and dirt and geology. And that's it. Every month, 
we focused on a day of creation. Every day, we read from God's Word or a devotional about God's creation. And once a week, we did a few fun science experiments, activities, or crafts, and then ate a few snacks related to our day of creation theme. Now, if you do nature journaling, you can create a days of creation nature journal. Each week, draw something you learn about, copy the Genesis verse that goes with it on the page with the illustration, and then maybe label the parts if that applies. Now, if you don't do nature journaling, you can create a days of creation notebook or binder instead. Add to it pictures of the experiments you did, the finished arts and crafts projects that you completed, and any copywork or drawings your kids may have done. On the cover of our Days of Creation binder, we had the verse, In the Beginning. And our back cover had the verse, God saw all that he made, and it was very good. Now, if you do this with friends, then meet once a month in someone's backyard or in a park. When we did our Creation Science Backyard Club, each family came prepared to share something to give a presentation, or to lead us in a science experiment that was related to the day of creation we were learning about. For example, if it was November, which for us it was day three, then everyone came with some kind of presentation, experiment, or poster about either rocks, geology, plants, flowers, trees, or botany. There are so many different things to learn about that we never really worried about repeats. Each family took turns sharing what they learned that month about day three or about geology and botany. Then we ended with a fun theme-related snack and playtime. Now, another way to do a once-a-month backyard creation club is to assign each mom a month to be responsible for. In this version, there's no prep work at home for presentations. The only month you need to come with a presentation, experiment, or activity is the month that you are assigned. If you have a science-loving mom in your group, then ask her to plan, prep, and lead all the activities each month, while the other moms sign up to bring snacks and simply help with their own kids with whatever activities the lead mom shares. You literally can spend an entire year focusing on Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 and learning about the days of creation. And don't forget to rest on the seventh day or your last month and to celebrate. This is a nature-filled, textbook-free, hands-on way to learn science with your family or with your friends. Thank you for hanging out with me and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining us, you can find us at our new and improved website, coffeewithcarry.org. We also have daily devotions and homeschooling tips at our Instagram account, Coffee with Carrie Consultant. Don't forget to check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. If you're new to homeschooling or you're looking for ways to simplify and streamline your homeschooling, this is a perfect book to read. If you heard something you liked or something new, then share our podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week or with a homeschooling friend who's looking for a different way to do science this year. If you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie podcast and then take a few minutes to leave a little review. Thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing our podcast, book, and homeschool mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. 
It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, our podcast, and our new book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And see you next time.